Okay, this is the second episode of In My Bag podcast, bag standing for black and gay, of course. And when I first decided to start this podcast, I always knew that I wanted to interview my mother first, just so you can get a sense of my background and who she is and where I came from growing up. So say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. (laughs) And her name is Tony, Tony Torrance. That's my mother. Um, just a little bit about her. Born and raised in Wilmington, Delaware, like I am. Um, a single parent, and she raised just me. So, of course, I'm the only child. What else should I talk about her? The best mom ever. Don't you think so? Yes. So, I, what I wanted to really just interview my mom just to know... You know, what she thinks of me. We never had a real in-depth conversation about the whole gay thing. Of course, I came out when I was 17 years old. And she said it was good, it was fine, blah, 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 blah. And kind of just kept it as that. (laughs) Um, Really didn't have no just real conversation. So I was like, okay, well, this is a podcast that talks about the black and gay culture. So it will just be the perfect thing to interview you. Right? Right. (laughs) So, um, and this is just a one-on-one conversation. It's really no, like, this is how we're going to do it. This is what we're going to talk about, blah, blah, blah. So I just want to have a basic conversation. And of course, just get to just try and Get to know things that I don't know about when it comes to, you know, what she thought about everything, what she thinks about the community, everything. Like, she tells me it, and of course I believe her, but I just want to get more, you know, more detailed. You just want to know what's ticking in my little brain. Yes, in your little brain, because I know it's a lot of things goes on in that brain. Yes, a lot. (laughs) So... Well, what I don't really know, for instance, is growing up, did you ever or have you ever experienced, you know, or know people of the LGBT community? Because I know back, you know, back in the day, it was those times where, of course, it wasn't accepted and no one really spoke about it. So back in the day, did you, like growing up, you know, if you can think when, did you know anyone? Yeah, you knew about certain people, just the way they act, that they were gay. Of course, you know, back in the day, it was not good, and they were called bad names, and so forth and so on, you know, that I'm even ashamed to talk about today, uh, because I use some of those terms, not realizing, you know, what these people are going through. So, yeah, I did know, and I associate with them, but I take people for who they are. I never thought about them being gay or whatever. I just liked the person because they were good people. Now, was this growing up, or was this current in your adulthood? I'm growing up and current in my adulthood also. That's the way we were raised, to take people for who they are, not what they are. Now, were they friends or? Yeah, I had a couple friends. Um, mm-hmm. Male and female? Male and female, yes. Mm-hmm. Did, they, did they ever tell you? No, it was not spoken or talked about 
then. So we just, you know, we I still liked them because they were they were good people. That was it. It was just something that was not discussed because it was supposed to be bad. It was supposed to be not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, I was born in the fifties, raised in sixties, seventies, and eighties, and um, you know, I just like I said, I just like people for who they are and how they treated me. Have you? Of course, you have people at at your job, you know, throughout the years who were in the LGBT community. Did they ever, or have you ever seen, um, I guess, maybe homophobia or them being um, stereotyped in any type of way? I really didn't notice it at my job, and I really, there were people who you assumed were gay, but like I said, it was never spoken of. And, you know, this year I did have a a person that was gay. And as we say, I said, you're in the family, aren't you? And he said, yeah. <laughs> and I just adored him because we talked a lot of stuff. And he taught me a lot of things. And, you know, it was just wonderful to talk to someone who was not afraid to talk about being gay. And he was not stereotyped. Everyone adored him. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a big difference back in the day to now. Yes, a definitely big difference. Mm. Um, Now, I know, of course, we do have some gay people in our family, like my uncle. Mm. (laughs) Um, Cousins. And cousins. But my uncle is the closest, one of the closest people to me. So... I don't see the thing is I don't know how that situation happened back in the day. And I know it kind of wasn't really talked about. No, because none of us really, you know how you know someone is gay just by their actions, the way they act. We really did not know he was gay until he was, I forget how old he was. He was older, he was married, and he went through... A major, major identity crisis, which was really surprising. But he's my brother. He's my blood. And I love him dearly. And he always presented himself as a person. Everyone loves him. You know, we didn't care about that he was gay. I just wanted him to be happy. Mm-hmm. And finally, I think he's happy. So I'm glad he came out and when he... Well, did you guys ever have a conversation about... We never discussed it. You know, just like you, you know, we wanted him to come to us and tell us about it. But he never did. And he still doesn't. We just know that he's gay. But, you know, that's him. And we really don't care. And no one cares, really, as long as he he's happy. Yeah. And that's the main thing, that he's happy with himself. You know, to me, I still think he's bi. I don't think he's completely <laughs> gay, you know. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, it's, it's his choice. It's his life. I can't, you know, I can't throw stones because I live in a glass house. And I said, we all live in glass houses. We should not throw stones. Yeah. And so I'm not going to throw stones, you know. Not at him. He's blood. Yeah. The same thing with cousins. We knew cousins were gay. 
you know, long before their parents knew they were gay. But guess what? We didn't care and no one really discussed it. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, that's well, the way we were I don't know raised. any other cousins, but... <laughs> uh, we uncle. have a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, again, a conversation really wasn't had. No, we never. And that's kind of like, I guess, a trend in the black community mm -hmm. is that it's not talked about. You you can, you know, but it's still not talked about. A conversation still never really occurred to say, this is who I am, blah, 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 blah. No, never. That's the, that's the way it was and probably still is a little bit because some people... I don't know. They still don't like it. They don't understand it. But as I say, you know. Well, I think also is that it also has a thing to do with your actions. Yes. And because my uncle is not as flamboyant as others, then it's kind of easier to hide and easier to just go on and then... Leave it as that. Rather than somebody who is maybe overly feminine or you see a lot of these, you just can't help it. And that's who the person is. Um, it's easier to say, okay, well, he's he's probably going to be gay growing up. Or you know that he's going to be gay. Well, I think it's the person. You know, some people, just like straight people, some people are more flamboyant, outgoing you know, than others, and it's, you find that in the gay community, some, there are some who are very flamboyant, and you just take a, you know, we're not used to that, so you kind of take a step back, but then again, you know, like I said, you just look at the person, who the person is, and that's what I go by, you know, when John came up to me, I, people said, did you always know your son was gay? I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> And they said, well, when did you notice? I said, when he was two years old. You know, and I said, I hoped and prayed he wasn't, but not for the reason you're thinking. I wanted grandbabies. And that's mm -hmm. what I was thought about. I want grandchildren. But then also, of course, he can adopt now. They are adopting. You know, the, the gay community are adopting. But, uh, you know, I, him being a black male and an athlete, I was worried for that reason, how people would take him. They wouldn't take him seriously. You know, and I had some lady come up to me and say, is your son gay? And I'm like, no, he isn't. Of course, it was none of her business anyway. You know, when he was a teenager, she said, well, some people are talking about him. I said, so, so what? My son is fine. You know, I got a little pissed about that because of who she was because she looked like she was gay too. Was she going to talk about my son? You know, being feminine, my son wasn't feminine. You know, she was more masculine than any woman I had seen before. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, I just, you know, when I noticed that you were gay, I basically just wanted to protect you and make sure that you were safe. Of course, you didn't know that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's what I wanted. Because people are very vicious and very evil sometimes when they think someone is different than what they were. And I always told you to care yourself with respect. You know, I didn't care who you married. At that time, I didn't say if it was a male or a female. 
but you know you look at the person that you marry I just want you to be with a good person someone who's going to help you grow as well as you help them grow yeah and that's what you've done you know I could not be more proud of you um than I could be you know you have you're you're um you have just exceeded all expect expectations that I had of you growing up because you were always so shy and so well I was always by you yes intro <laughs> introverted is that the way and now you have just blossomed you know and I'm just proud of what you've done and what you've accomplished and you have no place to go but up you know it's just like your best friend I knew she was gay and I wanted to protect her also and I look at her and I see how she has grown and she has exceeded my expectations as a woman just like you have as a man and I'm proud to call both of you my children well, thank you, Mother. You're welcome, John. <laughs> well, when at two years old, when you said that you, that's when you realized that, you know, I probably was going to be gay. What, how, what made you, what made you say that? What happened? Well, it's just the way you carried yourself. You are more comfortable around girls. You like to play with dolls and dress-ups, you know, with your cousins, you know, when we went down the country, you know, and you were just kind of shy, and you just seemed to be more comfortable around women than what you were around men. And I just noticed just little little things about you um, that said, hmm. Well, I can see the pictures of yes. back in the day, and yeah. I'm like, oh my Some god. Some of the poses oh. were like, oh my god, you know, and I'm like, she, had, she yeah. has one on her hand. So I said, I just have to, you know, watch <laughs> him and protect him and make sure he's okay. <laughs> you know, and that's all I thought about was making sure you were going to be okay. Because I know, you know, people were just starting to come out then, you know, with their sexuality. And like I said, a lot of blacks, I'm not even going to say blacks and whites, please, it's not a black and white thing, not even going to go there. But sometimes it just seems like, you know, the blacks were more harder on our children and our people than what some of the whites were. Not saying that whites didn't, but, you know, it's just scared because, you know, we already have a, you know, strike against us because we're black, you mm -hmm. know. And then here you have, you're black. You're male and you're gay. It's three strikes. So I was worried about that. But hey, look at you now. <laughs> you know, hey, doesn't matter. You're doing you're doing fabulous things. Yeah. So that was the first thing that just came to your mind when you were like, okay, um, he's most likely going to be gay. How should I approach this? Or, well, I talked to my brother about it a little bit, and he said. It just might be a stage that he's going through because sometimes boys go through that stage and, you know, don't say anything. Just, you know, just continue to do what you're doing as a mother's concern. And, you know, that's what I did. But, you know, one day you came to me and said, Mom, you know, 
what is gay. Because some kid, and this you must have been five years old. I was like, kids are so vicious. Some child told you you were gay. And you said, well, mom, what is gay? And I just said, that's being happy. Mm. And that's it. Don't I worry about it. <laughs> and, um, and I just, you know, you're my baby. And, um... But I also, I feel like it's a lot more females in our family than males, too. So, and my cousins, it was, you know, it was a few girls, but then it was, you know, one cousin who was a, who was a man. So, but I don't know. I think I just was just closer to the female cousins than what I was to the male cousins. The male cousins. Well, now, you know, you know about you know, one male cousin that's close to your age. And I'm, like, so happy for that, that you two have finally, you know, gotten together. And, you know, the first time he met you, he says, oh, my God, my cousin, someone who's just like me. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. You know what I mean? He just embraced that because he didn't Because I didn't anybody. grow up with him. No, you didn't. But, you know, it was the same thing. He was like, he didn't grow up with anyone you know that was gay and I don't know if he felt kind of like I don't know what you would call it but um by himself and he finally found a cousin that would pro that understood the things he was going through mm -hmm. as far as being a black gay male was there any maybe family members that said any negative things? Because like I said, well, like we said, it's really it really wasn't no conversation that I had with everyone. The only t conversation I had was with you about just being, you know, gay and that whole thing. So did any other maybe family members say anything or, you know, that you know of? No, no one said anything about you. Everyone loved you and cared about you. They, You know, that's how we are. We loved and cared about you. As long as you're happy and you're a decent person and no one no one cared. And you carried yourself, you know, as a great young man, as what you continue to do. So we had maybe two family members that we noticed were a little homophobic. They didn't really show up. We, we kind of knew they were homophobic, but then it turns out, their daughter was lesbian, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, and I don't think they really understood that either because I don't know, you know, if they had a conversation with her. You know, some people are afraid to talk about it. I wasn't afraid to talk about it. I wanted you to come to me and tell me face-to-face -face that you were gay and when you finally did, I just embraced it because you finally trusted me with that. And we dealt with it. And um, when I cried, it was tears of joy, not tears of sadness. Because I was like, finally, finally, he told me, you know. And um, I was so, so, so very happy and as I told you you're more of a man than some supposedly straight men because you came to your mother at 17 and said mom I'm gay I was like I don't care I love you you're my son I called my uncle before just to say um that I was gonna tell you and he was like 
up. She already knows. You might as well go ahead and just say it. And I was like, okay. I just, okay. Not knowing that you guys had a conversation prior, but um, I was like, okay. Which actually made it more, um, more easier to do when that happened. So I'm... So I called him before, and I was like, I'm going to let my mom know. And, and this was even when I didn't even have a conversation with him, but because I knew that, um, you know, he was in the same community as me, I was like, well, I'll just, just say I'm going to tell you. So um, that's what it was. Yeah, but some <laughs> people are just afraid to come out, you know, which I, I understand because yeah. you don't know, you know how your parents are going to react. Like and the, I feel like, and that's when I kind of, when people, a lot of people or friends said, I'm not out, I'm not out. I always used to get upset because I'm like, well, I mean, come on. It's like in the 2000s. What are you doing? It's nothing's going to be wrong. But I have to understand that. Not everyone has the um, the relationship and the closeness um, that my family has. You know, their family could be the total opposite. And I don't know, which makes it even harder for them. So I think that it just depends on... I understand mm-hmm. where people come from now with that. Yeah, but it, it's sad because... You know, I had you late in life and always wanted a child. And, you know, I prayed, you know, that you would be healthy when I had you because of the complications I did have during the pregnancy. So I love you regardless of what your sexuality was going to be. And that's what I tell people. It's your child. It's your blood. As long as they carry themselves like they should carry themselves. Why are you worried about what their sexuality is? Because it's a whole bunch of heterosexual people out here that are crazy, you know, and um and that's what I told you. You you carry yourself with respect. And that's why so many people respect you. And some parents should understand that this is my child, this is my blood. You know, and a lot of people say, why? Why? We don't know. It's God who who decides who's going to be who. You know, no one can make you gay. You are born that way, and people don't seem to understand that the child is born that way. You know, and you're going to love your child regardless. At least I do. You mm-hmm. know, it's just like your best friend who I call my niece. I love her regardless of what she is because the way... The way she does carry herself. And her and, mom was the total opposite. So yeah. that's an example of somebody who is just not accepting of it. But then a lot of parents think they, they're they selfish. They look at how is this going to affect me and what I do. It's not going to affect you at all. It's the <laughs> child that is affected by his choice. And that's what people do. I, you know, I don't care. You know, I said, you're not putting a roof over my head, food in my mouth, clothing on my body. So I don't care what you think. I don't care. You know, as I said before, if you live in a glass house, which all of us do, don't throw no stones. 
Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw no stones. You know, I learned that years ago. Tony, don't throw any stones at anyone because what? You live in a glass house. And there's things out there that you've done that you might be happy about what you did. You know. So, leave it alone. Take care of your child. And don't worry about what's going on. Because like I said, people going to look at you the way they want to anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I feel about it. But, you know, well, I'm I not worry about it. I know that you did say, uh, um, touch on the whole basketball situation. Mm-hmm. So, because I do play basketball, and I've been playing basketball since I was nine years old. Um, so, I know that I do have my um, feminine ways about me, you know, maybe my voice or just some actions. But... I mean, of course, I was teased on the basketball court, like, in the middle of games and stuff, which you probably don't know about. Um, You know, a lot of the players, you know, making fun of my voice or calling me softy and all this other type of stuff. Um, But you said that you experienced that with other parents, like, parents coming to you asking about me. Mm -hmm. I did, but, you know, the thing about it, you were shy then, and even I think your coaches had a lot to do with it too. I think they should have stood up more. You were a good basketball player, and I've always seen that in you because you played with one of the best basketball players around, you mm-hmm. know, your best friend. So I knew what you could do. They would not let you do what you did, and I think you kind of pulled back. From that, when people start saying you're soft, but you were never a soft basketball player, especially not when you played her. Yeah. And the coaches should, and I saw when you made one mistake, you missed the layup, and the coach took you out automatically. It's like, let this kid play the game. You know, your last game when you were a senior, they let you play. You scored 20 points. And they go, well, we didn't know he could do it. You didn't know he could do it because you did not let him do it. You know, it's a lot of people that are gay, even in, um, you know, the NBA. Even Charles Barkley said that he knows a lot of gay guys in the NBA, but he ain't worried about it. He just worried about how they play the game. And the coaches let them play their game. Mm-hmm. You know, but if your coaches had let you play, you would have been okay. But they, the coaches, they didn't. But when you played in um, Storm and Norman's one time, and I noticed you were practicing, and you were pulling some moves on these these guys, and the coach said, I didn't know John could do that. I said, oh, yeah, let him play his game. And they start putting you in the game more. But that was in Storm and Norman's when the coaches knew what they had. Mm-hmm. But them high school coaches, no, no, no. They didn't know. Just because they knew you were gay, they was like, oh, he can't play ball. Yes, my child can play ball. Because I was hard on you when you was playing ball. I want to make sure you did. Showed your skills that you had as a basketball player. And luck where you are now. Playing on two, even though they're like, you know, basketball teams. You know, you're on the gay league, you're on another league. Look, and I've seen you play against those guys. You know, so... I didn't, I didn't, but I knew you did worry about those kids in high school. And like I said, that's why I think you sometimes didn't play as hard as you should have played because 
of what they said. And you're a very sensitive person at that time. Very sensitive. Well, I and think I think that, that affected it also. I think maybe high school, maybe the coaches had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they really thought about me because mm-hmm. it probably could have been a whole sexuality mm-hmm. thing and maybe the reason why they didn't play me the way that they should have played me, even though in practice I was killing everybody. But Uh when it came to the games, Uh they were not putting me in whatsoever and they were not utilizing my talent. Right. But... I think that my teammates knew that I was, but I, the thing was, high school kind of was a breeze for me because I never got teased about my sexuality in high school. I think um, the most times that I got teased was in junior high school and elementary school Mm -hmm. when I first, maybe when I was like 10, 11, and 12, um, and even 13, like all through that, maybe those like four or five years, um, that's when I got heavily teased when I was in, like, Storm and Normans and in also the basketball camps as well. So, because um, I can't forget that, I went to basketball camps and they teased me then. But I never really thought of anything until maybe when I got to high school. That's when I, I kind of pulled back a little bit. Um, and I could have probably spoke up when I was playing in high school, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. I thought they were just doing their job. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, so I don't. That probably could have been the reason why. So I don't know, and maybe that has to. Maybe that's going around too. Currently, you know, people think that these gay athletes can't play basketball or they can't play any type of sport, but they really can. Yeah, I mean, because it's they love the sport, you know, and just because you're gay doesn't mean you play all feminine sports. Mm-hmm. And there's gay people in football, basketball, you know, baseball. A lot of, you know, contact sports they're in. You know, you see people in soccer and all that, you know, and... um. They just love the game. It's just like you love the game of basketball. It's the love of the game. And that's it. And that's what people have to look at this person. They excel at this. Regardless of what your sexuality is. And people need to understand that. And only that. But, you know, the world is hopefully, you know, people are accepting it more. And then some people still don't accept it. Just like. People don't accept people of color, you know, whether they be black, red, you know, yellow or whatever. It's the mindset of that person. They have to be more open than what they are to the world today, which is really sad. But, you know, you were always loved and people respected you because, you know, you demanded that respect and you still do demand that respect, you know. You're not a vicious person. You're not a hateful person. And, you know, you like you said, you have your feminine ways. I notice some feminine ways. I don't think it's in your voice or even the way you talk every now oh, and then. It's I- the way I talk because when I was testing this thing out months ago, I was like, oh, God, I sound like a black gay man from the hood. Well, see, I don't <laughs> think you sound like, I don't think you sound 
gay. I do. Every now and then you, there might be some things, but, you know, as they say, you talk very proper. You know, and then just because you talk a little proper and use good English doesn't mean you you sound gay. You know, I think you have a very masculine voice. Every now and then you might wave the hand or something like that mm-hmm. or have a little twitch in your step. <laughs> but as far as, you know, speaking, I really don't. Well, what does gay really sound like? I don't know, but you know, I know I sound like I like men, <laughs> and that's what no, I sound I don't, like. I don't think you. I don't. <laughs> I've never thought of that. I never thought of that. I your actions maybe, but not the way you speak. Mm. You know, I never thought that that you like men. You know, but you know, hey, what can I say? I still want some grandbabies. Ooh, child, Tony is a crazy mess. So that was the end of part one. Part two will be uploaded next week. And don't forget to subscribe. Um, part two, we'll be discussing the grandchildren situation. We'll talk about my past relationships. We'll talk about my ex-boyfriends, who she liked, who she didn't like, who she loved, and all that good stuff. Now, I do have to tell you, this is actually going to be my favorite part of the interview next week and it's very very emotional you might need some tissue I'm gonna warn you now but it's going to be really really good so don't forget to tune in and don't forget to subscribe also if you have not already go to www.inmybagpodcast.com and click on the tab I'm in my bag I want to know what got you in your bag Who got you in your bag? What situation got you in your bag? Let me know because then I can give you some advice on how to handle that person, how to handle that situation, and all that good stuff. So once again, tune in next week because it's going to be a great part two interview with my mom. I'm so glad that she did this again. It was was really, really good. So until then, have a great rest of the week and be safe.